This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Well, we've put this off long enough. It's time to talk about the thing that everybody's talking about online. And that's investing in NFTs. So that's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to we're going to talk about investing in NFTs, but not NFTs like what is what they usually normally to refer to. We're talking about now funding tabletop games. Stick around. It's Chaotic Goodcast, episode 135. It's crazy. 135. Stick around. Hey everyone, welcome to the Chaotic Goodcast, our weekly geeky roundtable. I'm your host, Doug Shute, and with me are my fellow casters, Ben Higgins from Quarter Staff Games. I do not have a hexagon profile image on my Twitter. Okay. Hey. <laughs> you'll, you, you'll, you'll know if you know. All right, all right, good to know. <laughs> all right then. Our geek of the north, Jason Hunt. It has finally got just above freezing here, so it's t-shirt weather. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Uh, yeah, we got a great show for you all tonight. Uh, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about the the not normal NFTs. This is something that uh, our 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 group chat. I forget. Uh, <laughs> Jason said something about NFTs uh, that oh. he saw a commercial or something on. Was... N- what did you see? What did you see, Jason, the other day? It was it was on a uh, uh, TSN. I don't. Do you guys have TSN in the states? I don't think so. No. It's a it's a uh, a national is that, sports is that Turner Sports in, Network. Is that what uh, it is? I don't honestly know what it stands for. It's just always been TSN. Um, but anyway, these two guys are standing in a, in a basketball court, and the one guy he's got his phone out, and he's like, "Oh, I'm such a super fan of this basketball player." I'm like, "Oh yeah, well, do you have this uh, this like behind the back alley oop over the over the rafter shot that?" And it's just like a three second <laughs> video clip of this guy making this crazy shot. He's like, oh, no, but I do have this one. And he pulls out his phone. He's got another clip. And they go back and forth, clip for clip. And the guys, then they're, they're, they're basically buying them as NFTs. Uh, and it's an advertisement for the Sports Network, which is a national across Canada network. <laughs> so they're selling these things where it's just the, like four and five second clips of your favorite sports the, star doing a, a move. Man, the best part is I have all of those. I just got to go to this. Uh, it, it's a new website. Not many people are aware of. Uh, it's youtube.com. And I just type in the game and it gives me uh, gives me whatever I want. It's pretty good. Um, yeah. So basically, Jason brought up uh, NFTs in, in our in our chat. And uh, Ben said, uh, you said what? Now funding tabletop RPGs. Is I was like, the... our topic should be our topic should be NFTs. Now funding tabletop RPGs. Exactly. So yes. we're gonna and we're gonna be talking well. about uh, now funding tabletop RPGs. We're gonna talk about some some uh, projects that are uh, on uh, various crowdfunding platforms, Kickstarter, uh, GameFound. Actually, we're gonna talk about one product that's still that was just announced that they I don't think that they're gonna go to crowd crowdfunding for it at all i think it's just up for you'd be up for pre-order or whatnot but so, uh, so not funded well TPRPG. Yeah, we're gonna talk a little bit about it <laughs> just because it was in the news um yeah so we're really excited about uh, about talking about nfts uh tonight 
not not their usual ones though. Uh, I'll remind <laughs> everyone that's listening to the audio podcast. Uh, if you'd like to join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, you can join us on YouTube or Twitch uh, or uh, Facebook, whichever uh, you'd like to join us on live. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can join us just like Hungry Ewok does every week. Thank you so much, Hungry. And Vanda Beast, thank you. Jody Denton's here. J- Jody, thank you. Walter, thank you. Thank you for uh, for all the support uh, that uh, you all come in and, uh, and join us every week. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk, uh, talk a little bit about some of those games. We're going to talk about new at the store. So, yeah, Ben, uh, you ready for your first segment? Let's go. All right, let's get that high-resolution graphic. As always, all right, new at the store, take it away. All right, this week we are talking about the newest Magic the Gathering set. This is Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. Uh, by the time that uh, people are listening to this on the audio podcast, it is pre-release weekend, and this will be releasing within the next week, uh, officially in its full release. It is a very different take for Magic. This is the first actual futuristic setting that Magic the Gathering is going. Uh, the original plane of Kamigawa came out about 15 years ago in Magic, and this is the first time we re- we're revisiting it. And in that time, it's about a thousand-year time jump between visits to it, and technology has spread like wildfire across the plane. Uh, It's fused with magic. Uh, Tech and magic are one of the same, really, in this world. But we're really seeing this cyber, futuristic, Neo-Tokyo aesthetic. And we've got uh, ninjas, samurais, uh, the elemental legendary dragon spirits. And it's just, uh, there is a lot going on in this set. And people seem to be pretty excited about it, to be honest. We're getting a lot of people that are contacting the shop, hoping to pick up product on pre-release weekend, play in our pre-release events, and really just dive in and explore this new take uh, with the theme that magic that we're getting. It's it me. I am one of the excited. <laughs> are, are you are you excited about this, Jason? Yeah, honestly, I got, I have been. I played magic for a long time. I got out of magic for about eight years. Then I got back into playing Magic again, and I went hard again, and I got I lost interest again after about another year and a half, and I haven't touched it since then. I I feel like I'm just like one of those like step program people who's just falling back into old habits. I saw this set, and I was just like, "Come on, this is the this is the perfect thing to suck people who've stopped playing Magic back in." Like, it's different, but it's the same, and that's what people wanted. Like everybody was that I know that stop playing was all just like, ah, it's, it's just more, you know, it's more spell casting, more scary creatures, more blah, 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 more of the same, you know, and they wanted something different. And this is the something different folks. <laughs> this, this kind of gives me some, I'm trying to, uh, this, this image right here kind of gives me some Pokemon vibes right there. There's, there's definitely a lot of these uh, references and, and kind of callbacks in this set. Uh, we have, you know, these, these kind of Pokemon feel here, uh, there, you can actually assemble uh, like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Megazord in the form of a card. Um, like there are so many little references to 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 not only just Japanese pop culture, but a lot of uh, those tropes. Uh, Netrunner, that kind of feeling. 
bank heist, uh, the Final Fantasy Buster Sword has a, a reference in here. Uh, it is jam-packed with references and, and just looks and feels. And if you can't find something you're excited about in the set, magic is not for you. Like, there is something yeah. for everyone in the set. And it's surprising yeah. how wide they've been able to go with this concept. Now, Vanderbeek says a great question, and I, I, I definitely uh, would like to know the answer to this as well. When will they release future magic setting for 5e? This would make a great uh, a, a great uh, 5e setting, at least. And we're going to talk Everyone, a little bit about that anyway. But uh, yeah. and, and, Eberron and, and, is doing quite well. People are really fond of Eberron, so I could see them mm -hmm. pushing a Kamigawa setting pretty easily. Yeah, and I mean, they've done the Strixhaven, they've done Theros, they've done Ravnica. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Ravnica is, is a city kind of setting. The entire world is one giant city. Um, the the uh, Strixhaven is very cosmopolitan as well. You're at a school. Yeah. They're, um, they're modernizing. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're getting there. And uh, honestly, with the world building they've done in this game uh, and this expansion, uh, very easily could could see this world being turned into one of their 5e supplements and i know a lot of people would probably welcome that because a, that there's just a demand for it at this point mm. well even um, back back when in the old days of magic everybody was always like oh my god i wish like i i remember trying to convert uh, cards into classes for dnd back in second edition mm -hmm. i was constantly doing that when when a new set of cards came out, if there was a really cool, badass looking fighter set up or whatever, I'd be like, I'm going to make a class based on this card. <laughs> uh, this actually, uh, of course, you all know that uh, I've been helping out at the high school this year. And uh, actually, some of the students are already have already I, I knew this was coming out just because I've heard that from from them that, that they were excited about this set coming. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of says something about probably the popularity of the set that it's going to mm -hmm. be probably one of the one of the more popular sets in, in, in probably a few releases uh that they're even talking about it and they're they're i think they're mostly just casual players and they just pretty put much play at the school and they play with their friends but uh you know for them to, to actually be excited about a set was uh it's interesting to hear and it was nice to to see that they were uh, excited about this because I, I have a feeling that that a lot of folks weren't all that excited about the last set that just released uh, is it was a double feature the yeah so the 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 issue with the Innistrad double feature was you were essentially reprinting the two, two sets that had come immediately before it so you're playing with the same cards you played with for the past six months uh it really was just a supplemental set it wasn't meant to be like a a standard release uh but due to the higher price point that wizards had indicated on the product uh combined with the fact that these are cards that people already been collecting for the past six months it kind of landed with a bit of a dud uh not to mention it literally released in the middle of spoiler season for kamigawa uh and people were already looking ahead rather than trying to look back so yeah yeah it's uh i think double feature is going to be one of those sets that will have a very slow burn uh and prices on it will probably increase so if you're interested in it you may want to track some down now while buzz is kind of low sure. but um but yeah uh everyone is everyone's talking about kamigawa so yeah nice. this one is is going to hit with a big splash now when when does this release this is coming up pretty soon 
pre-release uh, kicks off on the 11th, uh, okay. so uh, when this uh, audio podcast releases, uh, and then official uh, full set release will be on the 18th. Nice, nice. Um, that's the same weekend that I'll be in Pensacon, and yeah. we just found out that uh, Sid is coming. Sid is coming with me for uh, for that event, and I'll be nice. there with uh, Andrew Gaska. So uh, if you're in Pensacola, Florida, and you're going to Pensacon, make sure to uh, look us up. Glad to uh, chat with you. And, cool. Yeah, very excited about that. So, uh, is yeah. going to just help out, or is she going to the con? Uh, she's going to go to the con. She'll, well, she'll probably help me out a little bit, too, but uh, yeah. You know, it's one of those things. That'll be fun. They'll they'll really like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Is that that all you got for us for this week? That yeah. is the that is the big hip and happening uh, for February. <laughs> that's, that's the that's the giant ape on the block. Yeah, <laughs> nice. we, we've got uh, everybody's looking got, at a wizard's release saying, "Nope, we're good." <laughs> <laughs> we've got a lot of stuff that's kind of just in limbo right now, and we're waiting on confirmation that it's actually arrived at warehouses and it's going out. So uh, we'll talk about that when you know. We we know. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a very busy week uh, for me. Uh, a lot of Kickstarter uh, rewards have, have finally uh, finally arrived, and these are stuff that these are projects that have, were scheduled to come out in 2021, and now they're finally getting wrapped up. So it's been uh, uh, it's been interesting to see them finally hit my doorstep, and and I'm sure that it's only going to keep increasing over the next few weeks, and. I'm sure eventually those will also hit retail as well. So uh, I have a feeling that uh, once we get past these, uh, this January, February period, March, April, think, May, we're just going to get. I've heard from a lot of people, like a lot of the places that I watch for shipping into Canada, at least anyway, are now uh, removing the, uh, hey, COVID has really screwed everything up for deliveries and shipping was really terrible. Mm -hmm. A lot of those notices are gone now. Yeah, it, there's still some shipping issues with uh, with freight shipping and and uh, you it's know, it's mostly international stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. There's but, a few bottlenecks uh, still. But. Yeah, there's still a few. It's not quite as bad, I think. I, I feel, but uh, you know, it, it, I've been started, dodging the Kickstarter thing like a champ lately. I've been just <laughs> every time Doug sends me an email, I'm like, delete before I, before before I read it, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> most, uh, most well, you're not going to be able to delete this here pretty soon. We're going to be uh, talking about a few that I'm excited about. I know, I know. Yeah. Now, most of the shipping now is just caught up at at customs and stuff and waiting for yeah. ports to clear. The, I, the I domestic feel, shipping lines are pretty open at this point. Can you imagine a poor person working at customs? Like, it's gonna, it's gonna just, be tough. they got to be they're looking at their backlogs like, oh, my God, am I ever going to get through all this? Like, just rubber stamping stuff without even really looking at it at this point. <laughs> Not that I encourage that. <laughs> All right, I, I guess that's going to do it for new at the store. Let's get to our featured segment, and that is going to be talking about now funding tabletop RPGs, uh, also called NFTs. Here, let me bring up the high resolution, high budget intro that we have for our feature segment. <laughs> and now, our feature presentation. So Jason wanted us to invest in NFTs, so we're, we're <laughs> investing in some NFTs uh, currently, and we thought we would share them with you and let us let you know which ones no. we have our eyes set on. And uh, if you have any Kickstarter projects that you're excited I, I about, have to, I have to say, when I, when I first yeah. said NFTs, 
I wanted you to just rant about NFTs all oh, evening. Oh, oh, oh. You're the one who took it and turned it into this, which is a way better idea. I'll give you that. I, I, I can't take credit for it. This is all Ben. This is all Ben. Uh, if there's any uh, Kickstarter or crowdfunding uh, campaigns going on, let us know in the chat. We'll be glad to kind of bring them up if we have time. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive right in. There's there's three three projects that that I'm excited about or that I'm I, I would like to talk about tonight. Uh, ben, how many do you have? Uh, I can I can do three as well that I well. kind of pulled All right. up. All right. so, yeah. Uh, let's start with one of yours though, Ben. Let's let's sure. bring up uh, let's bring up one of yours that uh, you would like to. Uh, bring on screen yeah i did not uh, do the homework so i'm just piggybacking up yeah no, no dude, he just gave dude. us the assignment and now he's gonna grade us on on that's, our that's work. I, am, I am the teacher that's right. ah. do, you, do you want me to share my screen doug i can do uh that. either way i've got i've got the tab i've got your dabs uh, you got my tabs up. all right let's yeah. uh, let's talk about bleak sprout first this is currently on game found uh this is uh uh, technically the the uh, the funding period is ended and the uh pledge manager is open for this uh, but you are able to late late pledge and get in here uh what drew me to this 5e adventure uh was the kind of concept behind it uh without you know going too deep into it basically uh it's a three-part adventure and in the first part your adventuring party uh discovers some uh a fungal blight which uh which is being referred to as the bleak sprout uh, and through different magics and everything, your party will actually be shrunk down to minuscule size, and you will adventure in a uh, in in your your miniature versions as you go around the forest trying to figure out the source of the the bleak sprout. Um, what the reason this kind of resonated with me and and made me want to kind of look into it and, and check it out a little bit deeper is because I was a big fan of the Legend of Zelda game, the Minish Cap. In which that was one of the the mechanics of the games you would actually shrink down and explore uh the world you knew in a much smaller form uh and this isn't something i've seen a lot of of role play games kind of embrace and and play around in uh changing size is a magic spell that appears in almost fan every fantasy rpg but i don't see many games lean into it much so having an entire little adventure path that that is reliant on that and and leans uh in into that to tell the story and, and everything and honestly two uh uh the the two uh the two things that really grabbed me were uh a tavern that is uh set up on the inside of a toad <laughs> and a uh cult of fleas that you will face off against and if like you're not a... willing to have a little fun with those two things i don't know why you play roleplay games like an actual toad yeah, like, like a, 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 a dead, like a dead toad. Oh, that oh that's cool. That's I it. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it uh, one of the one of the other things that I really kind of liked about it is um, their the way they're going to be producing it is using a printing technique called a risograph. Uh, it's a digital duplication technology similar to screen printing. It uh, basically instead of just having the pages. Uh, printed in a single go, they'll actually go through, uh, the ink is applied one color at a time, so it'll have a really lush look to it uh, when it's finally uh, finished. Um, and I think that's going to actually set this zine uh, above and beyond a lot of other ones that are that are out there. I have a couple of screen printed covers mm. um, on books, and man, you're, 
I mean, I know digital printing is a thing now, but screen that that is a technique that it produces amazing results. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, it looks really cool. Uh, a couple of different funding options. You can fund for a PDF. You can fund for the book. Uh, there's also uh, the book plus and the PDF plus, which give you a little bit extra, uh, some different stretch goals and everything on top of them. Um, and it's very affordable. The book itself is going to be nine dollars. Uh, yeah, it's only twenty eight pages. That's pretty small. Like for yeah, it's it's designed to be a quick little like three session adventure. Nice little side quest for you to drop yeah. your your party into. Yeah. You know, I, I like it. Uh, I, I'm wondering if that nine does that nine dollars include shipping? I do not That's believe unlikely. so. No, I believe shipping is uh, yeah. additional on top of that. Okay. I like adventures like that where it's just really concise. Just trying to find the the uh, the whole like 350 page dungeon thing is a bit lost on me these days. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Very cool. That's a. Uh... You know, I for five e I always like different things that uh, that five e can kind of bring to the table, and that looks like one of them. Um, the other thing that uh, that five e uh, kind of brings to the table, uh, which I was surprised is going to be a five e product, and this is not on any kind of crowdfunding platform at the moment, um, but they've been promoting it quite a bit. And Jason, this is something that uh, you and I uh, we've been talking about for a, a little while now. Um, and uh, that is a new, an upcoming RPG. I think this is the first RPG coming from Steamforge Games, uh, and that is the Dark Souls, the role-playing game, coming from yep. from them. Uh, this is a five E hack. Um, I <sighs> all indications are that it's a pretty brutal hack, like not. And I don't mean gameplay wise. <laughs> I mean, right. they took the five E rules and basically took a knife to them. Apparently, yeah. Um, it's kind kind of like you know those parasites that invade something and then eat the insides out and just puppet the thing around. That's basically what this seems to be doing, from what I've heard so far. Which I don't know. I'm worried. I'm skeptical. I love Dark Souls, but wow, am I skeptical of this? I, I don't have any. I've never played Dark Souls. I, I know that there's a board game that's put out by by uh, Steamforge Games that's kind of that gets mixed reviews. Uh, some people really like it. Some people could you know kind of care less about it. Um, it's a big I, ask for a board game. The oh game yeah, it's a massive. huge. There's a lot of content for it. Like, it's it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. It's, um, you need to be seriously dedicated. <laughs> this I feel. I understand. Again, I, I've spoken about this in the past. I understand why certain publishers want to want to stick to a five E or something similar to a five E. It's easy uh, to sell. Set. Just it because is. it's an it's an easy sell. It's easy. It's a yeah. lower barrier of entry. I, I kind of feel that maybe this could have been a probably it could have probably benefited from an, a, its own system. But it's, then again, it, it, oh, definitely for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beyond um, any shadow of a doubt. Now, the, Dark the whole... Souls is, is a single-player video yes. game. Right. How... Yeah, it sort of has multiplayer, Jordan? but it's terrible. Okay. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I I don't know. It feel, feels like that's a bit of a stretch, too, to yeah, that. It's, it's going to be tough. System. It's going to be, like, the world of Dark Souls... Oh, well, the various worlds of Dark Souls, actually, because mm -hmm. there's more than one. Um, they do a fabulous job of making you feel like part of the world 
of bringing you into the story, even as weird and esoteric as it often ends up being. But yeah, it's designed as a single player game right out the gate. Like you are the lone capable person, you know, it's, it's that sort of storyline that they want you to follow. Mm -hmm. Um, So making it a party based thing, like from the few mechanics that we have seen that me and Doug have both looked at, there's options. Well, there's not options. There's a, there's a mechanic apparently in the game where if you have a party of say five people and three of those people happen to get knocked out in combat, the combat is over. You all respawn back at the last bonfire or whatever Mm. they're referring to as a save point in this. And you have to start over. And in dark souls, like the video game, when you die, you leave, uh, what they call your souls or like depending on which game you're playing there's a different mechanic for it in each game mm-hmm. but you leave your souls which is the currency and the power source of the game at your failure point so if you want to get that back and you certainly can you have to fight all the way back there through all the respawned creatures and mobs and and territory to reach the point where you died so that you can collect your 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 souls or whatever their currency is uh, and then you can continue in it. But if you die before you get to that point, it's gone. So it's a very, uh, as a video game, it's extremely punishing, but also very rewarding. It was a really very skill-based game. You couldn't really cheese Dark Souls, not until you really, really got good at the system. But uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm curious. I, I really, I want this to be amazing, uh, but I'm curious. Oh, it makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. I, I really had hoped that this was going to be its own system. Uh, well, again, the stats like said, all I... say, well, not, sorry, don't say it, but the stats all kind of, the, the way the scaling works in the video game is it's it's kind of not linear. Like you right. get you get like a, a, a skill at like level 15 kind of thing, uh, and you have 15 points in, say, decks. And you get a certain amount of souls, you can put another point in decks. And then another one, and you can go up and like that. And, and different weapons scale to different, like uh, light weapons like a rapier would scale to dexterity so you'd want to pile points into dexterity because the more dexterity the better your damage would be with your rapier but then if you picked up a two-handed sword you couldn't barely lift the darn thing because you didn't have the strength for it sure so it's that sort of system but it's like when i played dark souls 3 uh not too long ago well and i just played bloodborne through again a couple of weeks ago um you can get up to like 50 60 points in a skill and that's kind of tough that's gonna be tough to reflect in uh, 5e system so i don't know yeah the the other thing that that, that i and this is a problem that, that i see with with a lot of a lot of rpgs and of course with dark souls you're going to be bringing in probably new t- tabletop role player i mean granted some of them are going to have experience already but i think you'll, you'll get the video game tabletop crowd like the tabletop game crowd Right. We'll be like, oh, hey, I don't play tabletop RPGs, but if it's Dark Souls, I'll look at it. So here's here's my thing with with entry level. I, I want to say entry level, but like when when you're making a product that is going to attract a newer audience to tabletop RPGs, you don't want to have a huge tome of a book. <laughs> at least, at least in my opinion, I I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. This this product's like over 500 pages. Yeah, and mm-hmm. to me, to me, I feel like maybe they should have split that into like a a handbook and a GM's guide, a player's handbook and a GM's guide, and put it in like a slipcase 
So then that way it makes that barrier of entry a little bit less. But that's now, just me. How much of this book is actually rule stuff, though? Or is there like a lot of world building story lore? I, I don't yeah. know. That's what I wonder because in the Dark Souls video games, the introduction is a, a nice, usually like five, seven minute video sequence where they explain the situation, how tragedy has befallen whichever area you're in, um, how you're the only person capable of, of fixing it and you have to defeat blah, 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 blah. It's, it's not, it's a fairly standard fantasy trope, to be honest with you, for the, for the core of the, of the storyline. Mm. Um, but the lore that they provide in the game is through items only. You okay. never run into a, like a cut well, you run into cutscenes before boss battles or things like that. There's like but, information whenever you pick up a new sword or something. Yeah, you, well, you pick up a sword or you pick up a, a new pair of gloves or um, like random detritus. To be honest with you, throughout the game, you pick it up and you can look at the information on it, and it's it'll give you a brief like three or four line blurb about why this is there, or like uh, it'll be like a knight's gauntlet. It'll be like, well, the knights of so and so wore these gauntlets, and they're made like this because they needed to be able to do that, and that's how all of the lore in the game is disseminated to the player. There mm -hmm. is no um, library to go to. You don't find books in the game where you can flip through pages. There's nothing like that. So that's one of the one of the reasons why people used to play through it multiple times is because the random number or the random number the random loot tables uh every time you killed a creature it could drop between like one and three different things and there was the, the likelihood would be like 70 percent this 20 percent that and 10 percent the rare item so you had to you had to either sit there and go through areas over and over and over to get all the lore or you just played the game again to get more lore and some of it is so piecemeal and and really esoteric that like if you look at the wikipedia for dark souls or bloodborne it will blow your mind the 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 in a lot of it isn't even confirmed a lot of it is just fan theories mm -hmm. that have been propagated by other fans going forward so it's just kind of like weight of opinion at this point but yeah like i'm curious to see if how much of this book is lore though i would love to read more lore if it's actually official from soft yeah. lore i will i could it up. definitely see them like pushing a good chunk of this book for that then and have that world building part of it uh southern sky says i can immediately see four ways to fudge that into a 5e base the entire leveling system needs removing first yeah that's yeah there's the way the way you level in 5e is not really anything to do with the way you level in a dark souls video game but again I mean, it's we all got to wait and see at this point. Yeah. The, the few no, little blurbs they've released on mechanics have been really un, less than satisfying. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. I'll probably get a copy of it just so I can read through it because I always like to, you, even if it's, it does something different, I like to see what uh, what they do that's different. Nothing uh, else you can use it to prop play. your car up for an oil change. <laughs> this thing's going to be like, it's going to be four inches thick, guys. <laughs> 500 <laughs> like, plus pages. Like that, if that any just... of you played the old school Warhammer Fantasy roleplay, yeah, that came out it. as a single tome. That yeah. was a chunking like, big book. Yeah. This, or this um, really Dungeon Crawl Classics. Benefited. That's another huge one. <laughs> yeah, th this definitely could have benefited uh, by by being two books. Vandeby says, uh, Higgins802, have you pl not played Dark Souls? I have I, not, actually. I don't think it's a Ben kind of game, to be honest <laughs> with you. My uh my 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 Twitch chat does bring it up from time to time that a few of them would like to see me play it. Um but yeah, it doesn't really it's uh, you know, it's not the type of game that I normally gravitate to, but uh it's, I could definitely 
see myself playing it, but I don't know if it's anything that I would really uh, take to. Uh, sure. It may be a little. It's a very punishing game. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's the reason why most people stop. It can like when you get like if you do really well for a while and you have like thirty five thousand souls, which is a lot, uh, unless you're really late game, and you run into somebody or you do something silly and you die, and people get so frustrated by that. And then they have to go all the way back to where their body is. And of course, the whole time you're a nervous wreck because you're terrified you're going to die again. <laughs> and half the time, that's what ends up killing you. You make a silly mistake. Somebody stuns you. And while while you're on your corpse run, air quotes, you're usually not as strong um, mm-hmm. because you're in a, they, like the way some of the games work is you have like a human form. And when you die, you go to like a soul form, which has like 70% of the hit points that you normally have. So it's a lot easier to get killed and you're in a hurry because you like you're backtracking through stuff you've already done so you know happens a lot and a lot of people drop the game at that point (laughs) (laughs) yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see if uh the folks that play the tabletop game also have like the same experience where it's just like okay this is too brutal i'm just gonna i'm just gonna drop it i've never had the opportunity to try the tabletop game just because every time I look at it, I'm like, geez, A, this box is huge, and B, my wallet doesn't really like to yeah. try like that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, that's That was my first uh, my first NFT, although it's not really funding at the moment. It's more being teased. Yeah, well, uh, tomorrow. It's coming out. I think that it'll be up for pre-order here. Pre-order soon. tomorrow, yeah. Is it up for pre-order tomorrow? Yep. Nice. On the 8th. Have they put, have they put up a, a price for it? Not that I've seen yet. Interested in that last uh, last time I checked, last, eh, words. last time I clicked the email, it was just more of the mechanics. I was really annoyed by that. Be they sent out a whole separate email saying, "Hey, look at the mechanics," and I'm like, "This is the exact same thing that's already on your website." Yeah, I, it's I, not I, new. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what, what they charge for for a big, large book like that. I I, yeah. I would put it because of the Souls license and the size of the book. It would not surprise me if this ended up just the base version of it ends up retailing her for 75 80 bucks wow you think that much i was gonna say yeah. 59.99 but uh, oh you know, no with the shipping no. and everything i would uh, expect it to be even more that's my um, concern that's the reason why i'm thinking if i might just pdf it because it's just it's not it's just not going to be viable for me to order that sucker yeah it's so yeah. darn huge like, you'll have to like sh- charter your own freight yeah you know. <laughs> i'll have to open a freight company just to get yeah. it to me yeah so all right, Ben. What else you got for us? What? Uh, oh yeah, U.S. Uh, eighty dollars plus easily. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I guess we'll know tomorrow uh, when when they when they make the uh, make it available for pre-order. Uh, ben, what else you got for us for an NFT or a now funding tabletop role-playing game? So uh, the the next one that I want to uh, kind of highlight here. This is part of the, the Zine Month mm. uh, thing that's going on right now. This is over on Kickstarter. This is Goblin Errands. Uh, it is described as a zany, no-prep tabletop RPG about a band of goblins going on errands and ending up embroiled in comical misadventures. Uh, I love everything about this little... This sounds like fun. <laughs> it's, it's, I, so I've always, I think, liked the creator of this game, had a soft spot for goblins in my fantasy roleplay. I've played a couple of them before. Uh, they can be a lot of fun. They they really take the seriousness out of uh, some of the high fantasy stuff that's out there and, and gets it to be a little uh, little silly, a little tongue-in-cheek. And I enjoy the crap out of that. Uh, 
Yeah, this, uh, as I said, it's about for two to four player goblins and then one game master. And uh, you, uh, it says, embrace and reward the silly humor that arises spontaneously around the gaming table. Um, and they, they say it's about a three hour single play session zine that will come up. Uh, they are currently, uh, at time of recording, have 10 days to go. So if you're listening to the audio podcast, you probably have uh, four or five days to get in on this still if you are interested. Uh, but it funded very quickly. Uh, it had a small, you know, a, a reasonable funding goal for a little zine. And it has completely blown that out of the water. And the, the, the cute little goblin art, the simple layout, uh, everything about this screams a uh, quick and easy pickup for me. Uh, it is something that uh, it is backed uh, by me personally, and I'm looking forward to getting it. So I have put my money where my mouth is on this, and uh, I think you should all do that as well. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is one of those games how you get people to play. Yeah. You, know, you have somebody who's interested in playing D&D or something, or even any kind of role-play game. You grab this, you throw them through it really quickly, they have a ball, they do silly stuff, they have fun. Then you, you have like at least two or three of those people are probably going to be like, I want to do this more. And, and the nice thing about this is that the PDF's all done. They're just looking mm-hmm. to, to go to print with it. Although they've yeah. they've unlocked a few stretch goals, so I think some of it will have to be added yeah. to it. But but uh, the majority of the work's already done. They're just looking to just hit print and send it to a printer and and have it uh, printed and and uh, stapled and sent out. So. Uh, yeah. that's nice to see as well. That it's not something that they that they just have an idea and this is something they want to do. Uh, that, that this is actually a finished, uh, pretty much a ninety percent finished product, and mm-hmm. they just they just want to get uh, an, a physical version of it out, which yeah. is pretty cool. And this uh, this this creator, he's this, uh, he's he's a published designer already, but all of his stuff has been in the digital marketplace and this is oh, going to okay. be the first physical book oh, nice. that, that he's producing so uh it's a nice uh a nice uh intro into that if uh, if you're looking for something you know he kind of knows his stuff uh, he's been hired by other companies to produce things before and this is one out of his own mind that he wants to see created honestly the reason kickstarter exists uh, exactly so, uh, exactly yeah that's uh it's definitely uh I love projects like that. that. That's exactly what Kickstarter is for: is to to, to help uh, creators and and help folks get their, uh, you know, things made that they that they've come up with and, and that they've dream dream about. So, yeah, I, I uh, totally totally get that. Uh, my next project, NFT, is. Something that you're going to be surprised that I'm that I'm going to suggest this because I know we did a whole show on the fact that I think that the whole uh, you know art punk Morkborg genre is being way <laughs> overdone and everybody's doing their own project on that's uh, 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 Morkborg. The next two projects are going to be Morkborg themed, which are going to be you're going to be like Doug, you, you're totally going what are you to be doing Doug, you, yeah, <laughs> to- totally contradicting what what we did uh, a few months ago, but. This is uh, this is a project that I think is pretty cool. I don't think it's for everybody, but I I do like the idea of it. And this is Morkboard compatible reference cards, and then they've also got a, a little ah, uh, nice. a little zine that goes along with it. And the the zine is actually like a solo uh, play uh, zine that actually gets tucked into this box. So these are reference cards 
for like weapons and I think beasts and uh, I'm trying to think what else they, they have here. Uh, I, I looked it up the other day and I couldn't remember what it, they have what it was. Some sort of stat tracker from the graphics. It looks like uh, some stat tracker for the solo RPG. Yep. Okay. So you've got uh, you've you've got of course they've got uh, images on the front and the back, which is really really great. They've got. Uh, I love that they. I love they have the Pantone color numbers. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you want, to, you want to do right? something with it yourself? Go for it. So you can match this acid pink and yellow. <laughs> I just think it's really cool because, of course, they've worked a little bit with Johan and, and Pele about uh, uh, about the Morkborg, you know, book, and so some of this kind of leans into that. They've said that, that yeah, they've got their blessing to kind of use some of the 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 uh, the content in the Morkborg book that's not normally part of the whole Morkborg open license kind of thing. So they do have their blessing on on this. Um, and of course, I, I think Johan actually uh, helped kind of consult with with some of the design on 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 these cards, which is really really cool. Um, it comes in this really slick looking uh, uh, black box with UV. I'm trying to find it here with UV uh, uh, spot uh, designs on there and detailing. Uh, it also has like little reference, like not reference cards, but like header cards inside the box. So, mm -hmm. you know, like you've got your class uh, specifics, you've got your your weapons, armor, scrolls, uh, corpse plundering reference cards, occult treasures, uh, equipment, uh, various dice for this solo RPG that they're, they're doing along with it. Like, I love this just because it's going to make playing Mork Borg so much easier. Yeah. Like... Instead of looking up or rolling on a chart, uh, what uh, what you like discover or what you loot, here you go. Here's a card, you know, yeah. and here's everything. And it has uh, pictures of it, so you have art to kind of like kind of inspire what you're dealing with. Um, you've got all sorts of lore on the on the cards and everything, so it, yeah. it immediately keeps you immersed in the story instead of having to look up and, and to kind of just you know roll and 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 find you know random things that way i, I think there's descriptive words on the weapons too yeah That's there cool. are yeah i mean and it, of course it, it is stuff there's some things that, that the creators actually made up for more Borg as well so it's not like it's just all you know just all the stuff that's in the in the more copies Borg of the core book yeah but mm -hmm. so i i like how how this is a more Borg product that kind of elevates the game a little bit more it kind of makes it i mean I, i'm actually surprised that Johan and, and Pele haven't already kind of come up with this, to be honest with you. This looks like a product that, that could have been, yeah. you know, on like initial right there, launch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so That's I, always I, one of the cool things about Mork Borg as a, as a game in general, though, is all of the third-party stuff has been really cool iterations on the core stuff. Mm -hmm. the, the downside to this is, of course... Let me let me let me. Uh, you've got the print and play option, which is twenty dollars. You've got the Morkborg compatible reference cards, which are thirty five dollars plus shipping. So you're basically paying about as much as as a, as a core rulebook. Actually, you're probably paying a little bit more at this point if you if you look for Morkborg on sale than you are for. You're paying more for the cards than you are for the book, and that's always kind of one of those things where okay. You know, sometimes that's that, where you got to really love your game. 
Yeah, yeah, you yeah, but it, looks, it looks yeah. like there's more like cardboard here than there is in the in the core rule book. So like <laughs> yeah, like this is this is pretty chunky. Yeah, right. yeah like th- absolutely. This is like for D and D when you go out and you buy the uh, the status effect. Uh, yeah, um, right. The the circular status effect things that you can drop over top of the minis on the table. Like when you go willing to go out and buy like a hundred dollars worth of those things for your game, that's when you really love your game. Yeah, I, that's who's buying this. I love the fact that, it, of course, it has like the quick reference, easy reference for for what the, what the weapons do, what the you know what the items do. Uh, I I am really really tempted on, on on pledging for this just because I would love to have that at the table and just be like okay there you go here's here's your card here's the weapon even, that you found even in Forbidden Lands when they did that uh, you have that little deck of cards that has the uh, the unique items the um, uh, what do they call them relics I think or something like that something like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah they had those on cards where you could just be like here you go here's your here's your relic. You, you have this, keep it with your sheet, and until you lose it, you, this is yours. Yeah, it's not going to get lost. That's the other thing. Like, you have a card right there. It's not going to get lost on your on your character sheet. Yeah. Like, a and lot of times you you'll, keep... have, you'll have items on your on your, on your your character sheet, and you'll forget, oh, yeah, yeah I had that, or, or yeah, Anytime, I had this tool. yeah. You know, and, and I, I just... Anytime I... I've ever been given something, like a note uh, by a DM or some piece of whatever to to examine like just as a prop i have never lost that yeah i take stupidly good care of stuff like that because it's cool <laughs> i i like it i think it's a cool product i am like i said i'm surprised that uh, they haven't already uh you know the stockholm cartel haven't already uh thought of this idea you and should you should pull the trigger live and just Click, click I, I really want to. I, I it's right there. I see it. And I love oh. the fact that it's in this little box. I don't know how much shipping will be, but it, I'm gonna guess it's probably. You can probably find out. Just click to... this back this bot project button right you know, here. No, just tell you how much ship, shipping is gonna be. Doesn't matter, Doug. Yeah, it does matter. You're in the, you're in the <laughs> United States, Doug. Shipping is irrelevant. I I love the fact that they're tarot card size cards. Like there's mm-hmm. just. I love how this yeah. this little this little zine thing Larger is just like kind of slides great. into the, the the like there's so much that I love about this product. This this looks like a premium product, and if you're if you're a Morkborg fan, which if you are a fan of this channel, you probably are. The way we gush about it, <laughs> right? And right? Yeah, it's it, it's it's a it's a bag. Yeah, I, I think uh, you know, y'all. Killing me, I don't killing think, me in the comments. Honestly, killing the me. actual place that we've done for Morkborg, I don't think we have ever had a player who wasn't pumped by the time we, well, when we started and even more so when we finished. Right, right. Everyone is always just like, when do we do this again? When can we play this again? Can we do this now? I, I Again, this product kind of goes along with what I was saying when we did that whole thing where find something unique about Morkborg and, and make it, make it your own this is a unique mm-hmm. product this is this not only just doesn't it, it takes the mork borg takes your mork borg session and elevates it i think it just makes it an even better product and an even better experience so i'm yeah i yeah <laughs> i i i really how much more how many more days does this have to fund 
six days yeah so he has six days. It's already done. It's almost at uh, forty thousand in, in funding, yeah, which is great. Press You've got to know that this is going to be. They're, they're not going to be making very much money on this with the dice and the, in the box and everything, because you know that that's Click that's. Uh, uh, let's see. Shipping details: United States of America, tier two, sixteen fifty. Tier three, twenty bucks. Tier four, twenty four fifty. Tier four is what? Twenty four fifty. How much? And, how much is the? The tier two is sixteen fifty. Yeah, that's, so you're that's, gonna be paying. You're gonna be paying. And for reference like, sake, tier tier two for Canada twenty four dollars. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's that's shipping cost. Is, is it even says there in the bottom of the shipping info key? It shows you like two two asterisks. Not right. super customs friendly. <laughs> I I will back it, but I will back it off after after we're done the show. Just because I don't want my uh, credit card information. You don't want the last four digits of your credit card popping yeah, up. Yeah, I don't want that popping up. That's the but... only reason that I'm not backing it, actually. Uh, not because yeah. I want to see the last four of Doug's credit card, but um, <laughs> just because it's not customs friendly. Uh, that means that I'm going to get charged an import fee on top of all yeah. of this. So it will completely wipe out any cost effectiveness of this product for me. With the amount of times that I've played Morkborg, I think that this would get... Mm-hmm. will get get used quite a bit um i haven't i don't think i've ever played it in person though to be honest with you i think it's all been online so that's going to be one issue but i love the solo zine thing like that if if the solo if the solo zine really thing cool. kind of has like a more borg feel to it yeah i i'm i'm gonna dig that quite a bit so yeah uh that's that was my nft that i'm investing in for uh uh for for at the moment that uh once once we're done i was gonna yeah i i've i've had my eyeball on it for a while and, and kickstarter has this great thing where it suggests campaigns based <laughs> on you know thing and it seems it's, it seems like it seems like it is a dangerous player. dangerous tool yeah. Double-edged sword. <laughs> I, I, that's that's just the <laughs> campaign that keeps popping up uh, on my. Uh, on I get my so many emails so. from Kickstarter. Hey, based on your history of backing X Y Z, we think you might like. There's the rest of the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. All right, Ben, do you have another one? I did. Uh, if you've got the link, I, I threw it in the, link, the yeah. private chat. Uh, so speaking of solo gaming. Uh, this is Lichdom. This is a solo or two-player journaling RPG about boundless ambition and the perilous journey towards immortality. Uh, solo role-play games are something that I kind of want to explore in 2022. Uh, I've, I've picked up a few of them. I've kind of looked at a few others. Uh, and in this, you are playing a, a wizard, and you are trying to unlock the... Uh, the the mysteries of becoming a lich and obtaining your immortality before you die of old age. Uh, the game mechanic runs off of a uh, a deck of cards, and for each session, each journaling session, you will draw a card, and based upon the prompts that are in the book for that card, you will uh, you'll kind of create and tell the story of your your wizard on his way to becoming a lich. Um, one of the things that I think is really cool about this is because of the, the card deck mechanic, there's a lot of replayability. You could tell a couple of different stories uh, out of your own mind. Uh, and also, this would be a great way to really flesh out a big, bad 
for your campaign and really provide a lot of nuanced backstory to a lich evil villain for a D&D campaign um, and, and why things yeah. are going on. And that would be very cool to be um, able to draw from that as a background. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And in because you're journaling and writing all this stuff down, you could leave these pages for your players to find and tell the story that you wrote about your lich in a greater role play campaign. Uh, and honestly, that kind of potential uh, just kind of really intrigues me uh, and everything with that. Uh, they do, they've got a couple of pledge tiers here. Uh, you can get just the, um, the digital version. Uh, they have a soft cover version, a hardcover version, and also a version that comes with a custom uh, arted set of playing cards as well that they refer to as the deck of doom, which has some wonderful skull themed pictures uh, in there. Uh, uh, they're also, um, I believe they, they've kind of curated a, a playlist of some music uh, yes. that has inspired them and they've shared that for free. So you can kind of get a feel for uh, the mood that they want you to have uh, while while playing this game out there as well. Uh, yeah, it just looks cool. Uh, caught my eye because it is one of those single player journaling games, and they're ones I'm I'm looking at, uh, experimenting with, and trying out uh, in this year. Nice. Yeah, I just want to see. I'm just waiting to see if it ships to Canada. Oh, wait. Mm. So they they have said that because they are printing through drive through RPG, um, gotcha. getting things to certain countries may be difficult. So they're only going to be shipping to certain countries. Um, I don't think they have a full list of that yet. Uh, that's out there, unless it's in the FAQ, which I didn't get a chance to go through all of that. Unnecessary. Um, I backed it. Okay. Fair. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is the the digital version as well for anyone that is worried Almost about has the thing. Out. Yeah, it just, just this it, time it's Ben's fault, Doug. You should be happy. I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I love liches. Uh, my favorite, my longest lasting character in D anD D ended up being a lich. So they have a a, a, nice. a nice place in my heart. Very cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, solo RPGs are really something that I've uh, I've been. I've dabbled in too much in, into. Uh, I do know most of them use like a deck of cards, and yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Try it out with me. I'll do it. Then you can do it. I'll loan you the book. We can yeah. have our liches fight later on. There is a two-player option. Yeah, there is a two-player option, and I do like the fact that when they they talk a little bit about it, they're like. Both of you are like rival wizards yeah, trying to outdo the friends. other. Like <laughs> it's 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 very trying yeah. to one up each other. So it would be so easy to do that. You only need like one copy of the book, even. Yeah. Like Ben could get the yeah. book and you'd be like, okay, today the card or t Doug today the card is Ace of Spades. You know, then you just both true. look at the yeah. prop and go. <laughs> mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, and I like I like the fact that it's it looks like it's fairly uh, fairly inexpensive as well. So. Yeah, if you there's a few different options, uh, like the um, the the hardcover version uh, bases for twenty eight dollars US plus shipping, and shipping shouldn't be too too much. Um, if you get the the deck of doom, cost does seem to go up a little bit 
Um, but a custom custom deck of playing cards for an extra twelve dollars is not uh, is not a, a huge increase. It's a, it's a handy for for me actually because it's a small book. Yeah, and a deck of, with a bundle with a deck of cards from drive through is actually not too bad. I'm surprised they didn't do a um a, a print at cost like campaign. You know, like you know how a lot of these uh, like I know Alan does a few of those where everything's all set to go. Here here's you know, you back it for like ten, fifteen dollars, uh, and we'll send you a a, a code to, to you know, you just pay for the printing and and, and shipping and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this is this is kind of how how they're doing it, but like I'm just surprised they they uh, they didn't uh, structure the campaign around that. Although you said that there's cards, so you can get cards through Drive Through RPG as well. So yeah, you can but you got to be careful. Yeah, a, a standard deck of cards not too bad. Uh, you get anything fancy on a deck of cards through Drive Through, and it can cost you a small fortune. <laughs> I tried to yeah. order just a deck of cards recently, and it, the shipping and handling to Canada came to it ended up being like seventy four dollars. Wow! For a deck of cards, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, if you're ever at a convention, Jason, I can show you uh, some magic tricks with with a deck of cards <laughs> with my seventy four dollar cards. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Honestly, that'd be that'll be the big thing for me. But the big take home for me, if I ever get to go to a convention with you guys. I'm going to bring like 11 suitcases <laughs> just because I'm going to be able to avoid shipping. Right, right, sure. It's sure. like, I'm not going to see you guys all con, but I'm happy to be here with you <laughs> running away. <laughs> help me, help me lug these suitcases to the, I'll, to the airport. I'll have, I'll have one of those, those, those little carry on luggage, those hard case suitcases. I'll only have like four books in it, but they'll be so darn heavy that it'll be like a 50 pound, 50 pound bag. Mm. All right, so my last NFT that uh, that I'm investing in, also along the Morkborg train. I know, I know, surprising, tr- surprising. This is my shocked face. Um, this is this is this is something that uh, I, I'm a, I've been a fan of. I don't think I've talked about it a whole lot. Talked about Just to it me. some. Just you. <laughs> um, is is this book right here? Uh, this is Forbidden Psalm. Uh, it is a tabletop minis skirmish game uh, that's oh, uh, minis agnostic somewhere. that uses the Morkborg kind of rule set. This is actually, you can use this as like a tabletop skirmish game. You can play it uh, solo. You can play it co-op. You can play it uh, 1v1. Um, it only goes on like a 24 by 24 uh, size yeah, uh, map. That was my selling point when Doug sold me on it actually was mm-hmm. I don't need to clear off the entire kitchen table to play this game. <laughs> You you can use your own minis, your own terrain. Um, doesn't take a whole lot of minis. You have like I think four, five minis for your for your party. Um, if you are a big fan of Morkborg, the character creation is is very similar. Um, and then you can use the, uh, the 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 scenarios that that are in this book. You can play them one after the other, and and, and it creates a campaign. Or you can actually just use it as as an RPG supplement, which is really cool. So there's a lot of use just in this little book. This is by uh, KRD Designs. I think the gentleman's first name is is Kevin. Um, uh, I think he's out of Australia or the UK. I can't remember. I think maybe it's the UK. Um, get is this there already of, an expansion to this too? There is. There's there's an expansion as well. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that has a whole other whole other campaign in it, and it gives you gives you uh, pets and and all sorts of things. So and it's if, completely use whatever minis you like too. And yeah, you can use whatever minis you like. I've got a whole bunch of of I found somebody that was just getting rid of a whole bunch of extra or spare hate minis. Uh, from the Simon game, I picked those up for like. Spare what? Hate. Have you ever? Have you heard this? This this board, the board game called Hate. No. That was like the uh, like the the art the art pop Viking board mm. game, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. By okay. Adrian. Uh, uh, but like, it's got a whole bunch of different. I don't know if you can see that. You probably can't because of my. <laughs> it's blurred out. What What is on that picture? mini Uh, it looked for good for a second there (laughs) but like i got a whole bunch of different you know minis that are kind of all kind of that's the best when you find somebody who's just looking to dump off a bunch of minis and you're just like yeah i'll take those (laughs) i'll use them for for uh for 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 forbidden some anyway the same studio that is coming up with that came up with with forbidden some has another uh project on and this time uh, they're kind of taking the setting and making it a little bit different, and this is pretty cool. Uh, this is called Forbidden Psalm: The Last War, and basically, this is a war game, a skirmish game, that uh, uses the same work work tabletop RPG kind of uh, engine mm-hmm. and puts it in like a post-apocalyptic uh, horror war situation. Okay. So. You know, I've I've been looking. I'm like, what what am I going to use for minis for this? I found um, some minis with like gas masks that are war. You know, that are war soldiers. Uh, I think that it would be perfect for it. I couldn't. This is a 20, 28 millimeter, um, but it's got like all these different uh, monsters, and it, it just takes this whole the whole engine and puts it in a whole totally different totally different setting and then also adds like all of these weird post-apocalyptic horror war creatures so you've got like this haunted mist you've got what was it trench maggots you've got i'm trying to think what else uh they they had a whole list of them i can't, can't remember what it is but it actually has a map that you can play all play out and play out over a campaign. I think this is a super cool project. Um, I love the fact that this is something different that uh, that they kind of took that same, you know, that same engine and put it in a different setting. So you're not just getting okay. This is more and more board content. This is actually, you know, going to be giving you that same kind of engine, but just play it a little bit differently. Uh, the you can pick this up in PDF for thirteen dollars. Uh, the soft cover is about twenty-five dollars. Of course, this is plus plus shipping. Uh, Thirty-four dollars for a hard cover, uh, and usually, if you, yeah, you get the uh, PDF copy with that as well as, as well as the soft cover. And then you can also pick up all of the previous uh, products that he's that, that they put out. So you can get a copy of Forbidden Psalm and like hard cover or soft cover. You can get the the Forbidden Psalm. Footsteps of the Mad Wizard, which was the expansion that we mentioned earlier. Uh, you can also get these little mini expansions. The other thing that they unlocked are these 38 uh, monster reference cards, which kind of goes along with the previous product <laughs> yeah. that, I, that I just talked about. But you yeah. can add these on there as well. And uh, nice. a lot of them are uh, just reference cards from, you know, so they reference 
things that that are in this book so you don't have to look them up they can just like keep them on the table love that love that as well so yeah i i i'm a big fan of of this the studio i love the fact that it's it's pretty easy just to pick up and play and uh i, I yeah, like games I, where it's just what minis do you have you can use those we don't care <laughs> definitely need to 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 pick up some some war minis and and the other cool thing is like even if you got like little green army men you know little yeah, green army men toys those. just use those i mean that's that's all you need to do uh yeah i i think that that's cal uh, says he's willing to print them what's that cal says he's willing to print them oh yeah <laughs> yeah Doug, if you need oh, minis, nice. I can Doug, them. if you need minis, I can I can print them. Nice. Oh, it's always awesome. good to have an in with a guy who has a three D printer. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I, if if you love, you know, I I don't think games probably last. I mean, once you learn how to play the game, probably a, a match will probably take you thirty minutes. You know, and it doesn't take you all that long to set up either. I, yeah, I'm a big fan of, the, of what the, what, what he's the doing. Small map size really sells that part of it too. Yeah, uh, you can pick up the all of the existing products already if you don't want to wait and back it on the Kickstarter. You can pick that up through Exalted Funeral. Uh, that's uh, that's where I get this copy, and then I also back their last the the Wizard. Uh, what was it? What was the uh, expansion called? Uh, uh, Footsteps of the Mad Wizard. Footstep in the footsteps of the mad wizard. Yeah. Uh, I, I back that uh, project, and I'm going to tell you right now, the creator, super good about communication, super good about uh, about making sure everybody get, is up to date. Loves to send out the PDF uh, as soon as it's done. Yeah. Um, I, I I can't say enough great things about uh, Kevin and uh, KRD Designs that studio. Uh, kind of the cool thing about these, I, don't, I'm, I want to say grassroots, but they're really not grassroots at this point. The smaller publishers know that their bread and butter is their customer base. There's no anonymous blob of people out there that they're like relying on to fund them. They know full well that there's a small community out there and keeping that small community happy is how they grow their game. So they are extremely Johnny on the spot when it comes to communications. Yeah, I, I I love I love everything about this project, and I loved everything about uh, uh, about Forbidden. I actually got got on the Forbidden some uh, after the fact. I saw it when it was on Kickstarter. I was like, eh, I'll wait. Of course, it was their first project, and 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 so I was like a little hesitant. And so I finally, once it finally hit print, and and people were talking about it, I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Saw some actual plays, saw some reviews. I'm like, wow, this looks like this is totally up my alley. Um, and so that's when I decided I'd, I'd jump on and, and get some uh, for uh, the, the project, uh, get some copies of, of uh, Forbidden Psalm. I love the fact that Last War contains 20 new spells, 16 new monsters, brand new campaign, fully playable as an RPG campaign, which again, I love the fact that you can get multi, you can play this as solo, you can play this as co-op, you can play this as, as, uh, as 1v1, you can play it as an RPG campaign. Serves animals for you to recruit. Rules for tank warfare. Mud. New weapons, <laughs> equipment, mud. and armor. New rules skills and feats. Barney's kid rules. was testing those rules today, this week. What's oh, that? No. 
uh, core rules, so you don't need any other books. You just need this this one book. Uh, Haunted Tanks. Which, what more do you need? I mean, I don't think you need anything. You need more mud. That's what it says, <laughs> and then more mud. I I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm excited about it. I was a little on the fence when they made this announcement, um, just because I know like this is a kind of a new setting for uh, for more Quorg and all that, and and war isn't usually one of my things that uh, I, I don't usually like to 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 RPG, you know, war more than anything else. Um, that's kind of one of the things that I, I'm, I'm kind of shy away from. Uh, but after seeing this and seeing how it's kind of like this, it, it reminded me a lot of Never Going Home. That basically, yeah, I don't know if you, you're all familiar with that mm -hmm. RPG by uh, uh, by Wedding Games, but uh, it has that kind of vibe to it, where it's kind of haunt, you know, yeah, kind of a little bit of Lovecraftian horror uh in with your your uh you know your your war uh setting so yeah i like it i think it's cool i'm gonna i'm gonna back it i'll probably get a hardcover of it just because i've got the hardcover of the other books love to see uh love to see uh what else they're going to be doing with this i'd love to see another campaign book just kevin's kevin's knocking it out of the park i'd love to see what uh what else he has up his sleeves as far as uh, this this whole line is concerned. I, I love I guess that's one thing that I really love about Morkborg and all that is how much it's inspired others to be creative. Like not Every only are we getting that's come out for this has been cool. Yeah. Not not <laughs> only are we getting RPG content in the form of you know zines and modules and adventures and other kind of standalone, we're getting miniatures games. We're getting reference cards. We're getting records. Like it's amazing how that little small book has inspired a whole bunch of people to create fun, cool stuff. I don't know. It, it, I... Well, look at, they had to stop taking submissions. I don't know yeah. if they restarted that or not. They had, an, they had an online submission form where you could submit your own content to them for possible use. Uh, and they basically got flooded with so many submissions they had to stop taking it because they just couldn't review everything. And that game's only been out, what, two years now? -ish? Yeah, a couple of years, a couple of years. And this was like last year they had to stop taking submissions. Most, most role-playing games, when they first come out, they get a following, um, especially if they're a previously known IP. But for something this brand new to get such a massive following that quickly yeah. is very rare. Um, I'll also uh, just just to, to plug the sponsor a little bit. If folks are looking to pick up a soft cover of, uh, uh, of Forbidden Psalm and you live in the Northeast uh, U.S., uh, you can go to shop-black-moon.com. Uh, Black Moon does have uh, have copies, has a couple copies of this uh, of this soft soft cover uh, available. So uh, I think it's about the same. I think it's the same price as it, it is uh, elsewhere online. So just uh, just plug in Tony's store as well because he, not only is he a sponsor, but uh, of this uh, of this podcast, he's a somewhat uh, decent human being. He's a good good guy, and I, and I know uh, <laughs> he'd be glad to ship it out for you if, if anybody's interested in it. I want I him. To, him. I want him to use that like. On this advertising now, <laughs> Black Moon Games, <laughs> run by a quote-unquote somewhat decent human somewhat being. Somewhat decent guy. <laughs> I give him crap all the time because I'm always like, I'd order that if you'd send it to Canada. And he's like, well, you know, I'd pay. If you were willing to pay the shipping, I'll send it to you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, I just I I, I I'm can't that 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 campaign surprised me um, that that I'd be that ex this excited about it. And yeah, usually this that's not your bag. That's not really house. my bag. I mean, it is. I like miniatures games and I like mini Ignacy games, but like war games in general aren't usually my my thing all that much just because I, I don't like i don't know i just war in general is one of those things that just kind of you know we've got enough of it in the world i don't need to be you know playing in it you know i i understand that that you know some people really get into it but i it's just not one of those things that that, that i get into but i'm really digging the last war from uh forbidden psalm and 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 you know I guess uh, you know battling against supernatural or kind of weird monsters is is more my jam. So that's uh, I was genuinely confused when he started pitching these things at me. Like, yeah, Doug has always been the the uh, the indie RPG guy mostly for the most part when it comes to uh, games that we pitch back and forth to each other. Then out of nowhere, I'm getting Forbidden Psalm. I'm getting uh, Five Parsecs from Home. Yeah. I'm getting uh, Lasting Tales. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like. Who is this person? And what has he done with Doug Shoot? <laughs> I, I love this. Like I love minis agnostic games. I, I love games that are that are narrative. I, I know some folks don't like that. Uh, they'd rather have you know really crunchy games and and stuff that uh, you know. There's a I place like, for them. There is yeah, a place. That, that's for them. fine. I I'm at the point in my life where I don't need to be super competitive. I I'd rather just create a cool scenario or cool mm -hmm. like uh, i am very much beer and pretzels gamer now i don't do yeah. serious or, or competitive anything really i mean i'll be competitive when i'm playing with someone but i'm not the win at all costs guy you know who's exactly. like given up on his game three rounds in like like we watch famous chess players play and you know three moves in they're like well i've lost like no i i just want to play and have fun <laughs> right i don't care so, if i'm gonna lose yeah if if you're if excited about any uh tabletop rpgs campaigns or anything let us know in the comments uh, i know someone said uh cthulhu awakens is coming from green ronin games. green ronin yeah 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 that uh that'll be interesting to see how, what that what that's like um, um I, that's another that's uh, another uh setting that i'm not a huge fan of but yeah I, I you do don't love, like the tentacles yeah yeah i don't I'm know what fan of the tentacles uh, you know i i Green Ronin does great, some, some great stuff. So uh, I'll more than likely take a look at that and maybe throw a few shekels uh, their direction. Invest in their NFT while it's uh, on the uh, the Kickstarter. Uh, a lady platform. that I know that is um, that is a map maker, um, Alyssa Faden. Uh, she's doing the uh, gaslight map for uh, Chaosium's new uh, setting. Oh, and really? And I've I've been watching her make it over the last. I want to say three months now. And this map is so absurdly detailed and massive that right. she can't figure out how to label it. No, <laughs> She's trying to figure out how to put text on the map now because it's so intricate and it's so completely zoomable. Like you can zoom right down into like where the houses are like inch by inch yeah. and it's still fully detailed that when she zooms out and tries to put labels like street names and stuff on it, it's obscuring all the map. That's great. So she's agonizing over how to put all these labels on it now because she don't doesn't want to ruin her art. <laughs> <sighs> all right, I think that's probably going to do it for this uh, this episode of the Chaotic Goodcast. Uh, appreciate everybody that uh, tuned in for our investing in NFTs uh, 
now funding. We hope you learned something RPGs. about NFTs. Yeah, I hope uh, <laughs> hope you enjoyed uh, our our TED talk on N- NFTs. Uh, if you'd like to to uh, talk a little bit more about NFTs, feel free to tweet at X, at Hexeter uh, on Twitter, no. and uh, no. Jason would be glad to talk NFTs with. I will. People, I will uh, give you my honest opinion of an, what actual NFTs are, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But I'm pretty sure you can tell from my tone of voice what I think of those. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, we want to thank everybody that joined us uh, in in the chat. Thank you, everyone. Uh, again, I'll remind folks that uh, if you are uh, listening to the audio podcast and you'd like to join us every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, feel free to do that. Uh, we would love to have you as as, as part of our. Uh, live viewers and and you can join us in the chat and be a part of the show as well um if you enjoyed the show please hit that like button down below that definitely helps us quite a bit uh and uh you know if, you, if you're coming across our, our content for the very first time feel free to hit that subscribe button uh we really greatly appreciate our community here hopefully we'll get to see everybody uh in 2022 uh i i know i'll be at quite a few different conventions and ben ben and i will be in boston coming up here uh for pax east uh, and, yeah, in April, and uh, we'll also be at Gamma Expo in, in Reno, Nevada, and yeah. We've got Are you training it again, Ben? Uh, Boston for PAX East, no, uh, but PAX Unplugged later this year, yes. Cool. Excited, uh, excited to be out, out and about this year, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see you all in person and catch up. And uh, uh, one other thing catch I'll mention up. Why is Why would that- you want to see them and catch up? That's gross. Uh, I'd love to, to see them and catch up in person. You know, my my that's... complexion works better with reds than yellows. That's oh, that's really okay. Why. Fair enough. Uh, Doug, are you coming back to Ohio? Uh, that would be a that would be a yes. Uh, that that I would be. That would be a yes. That would just good yes. because you can pick have... up the minis. He's going to print for you. I have not. Uh, I have not uh, made that official yet. But yes, I will be. Oh, oh, um, scoop, scoop, yeah. exclusive, exclusive information. Uh, like I said, and I, I'll be at Pensacon uh, in, in the end of next week, uh, and I would love to see you there if, if you're uh, anywhere near Pensacola, Florida, or you're going to be at Pensacon. Uh, love to, to chat with you. Um, yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on this year, and, and I'm super, super excited about it. Also, market calendars, September 16th through the 18th, Manchester, New Hampshire, uh, GraniteCon, we're going to be doing, a, collaborating with them at their convention, and we're going to be doing our own uh, kind of thing there. So shoot uh, make sure uh, make sure to not it's not shoot con. We're not calling it that. It's not a thing. Um, we're we're <laughs> going to everyone else is calling of, it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're, we're going to be doing all sorts of uh, tabletop and uh, huge uh, VCG community things there. We'll have after hours uh, events. We'll have uh, gaming and uh, publishers and all sorts of things there. So uh, if you're interested in that, check out granitecon.com. Uh, we'd love to love to see you at uh, GraniteCon this year in Manchester, New Hampshire. All right. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, everybody in the chat and listening at home. Appreciate you. It was chaotic, but it was so good. We'll see you next week. Bye now. Thanks. 
thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victoryconditiongaming. We have all sorts of Patreon perks, and it definitely helps support our show. Thank you so much. Vanderbeek uh, says, uh, shoot con, it's a thing. I uh, need to, I need t-shirts with that on it. Just not, not a thing. It's a not thing. A, it's not a thing. It's a it's thing that it. people like to say. It's not an actual thing. If enough people say it, it's true. It's uh, how the internet works, Doug. No, to to explain my my opening statement of that, yeah, my yeah, yeah, was I have a hexagon. So uh, this is probably the first real way that people can see the impact of NFTs, like out in the internet. Uh, a couple weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, actually, Twitter enabled the ability for you to use the oh, NFTs right. you own as your profile picture. And everyone's like, why can't I just use it? Like, everyone could just use a JPEG and call it good, you know, right? I have that. I have a JPEG right. as my avatar. So to, to make it so that people know you're using an NFT and not just a regular image, they made it so that instead of a circle, NFT users have hexagons. Oh, my God. So if you see a, a Twitter user with a hexagon, go ahead and uh, disregard everything they say about finance. And what you do is you go out and you find the image that they're using for their NFT, get Just the JPEG there. of it, and make that your avatar. <laughs> so I, I was reading the other day. So this is this is going to go totally off the, the whole uh, – this is actually going to be t talking a little bit about NFTs and the actual. Oh boy, NFT. here we go. <laughs> so I heard the other day that Mark Cuban has partnered with Ticketmaster because Ticketmaster is the the if folks aren't familiar with Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, the NBA basketball team, and he's partnered with Ticketmaster to sell tickets to, to the Dallas Mavericks games. And anybody that buys a Dallas Mavericks ticket through Ticketmaster. Once you go to the game and, and, and you like your ticket gets scanned, they give you an NFT specific for that game, which I think is pretty cool. Like oh, it doesn't cost you, it doesn't cost you anything, but it's like getting a souvenir. It's like getting an online souvenir for, that for destroys the rainforest. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I don't know anything about that. I'm just saying that like like it's just added value to like and I, I don't again I, I haven't really like do you have but a crypto wallet? Does no, everyone have but, a crypto wallet? But evidently, wallet? evidently, Ticketmaster does have like a, a crypto like NFT wallet that you can get your your Dallas Mavericks uh, NFTs like from that game. I guess maybe it has some sort of highlight that that it uh, that, that that it gives you, and like I think that's pretty neat. Like as as somebody that that you, likes you to know, do, go to events, like, like I would love to have something that's like digital. Like I don't know again. It, if it does, if it ruins the 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 rainforest, then no, I don't want that. But I'm just saying that, like, I I see perceived value in like having something that, like, oh yeah, I got this kind of digital collectible. How? Let, let me ask, let me ask this question, Doug. How is that different than when you go to like a sporting event and they give out like the limited edition bobbleheads? Yeah, like, I think that's kind of no neat. cares about the bobbleheads. They get thrown away in the trash. What are you talking about? No, 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 no. You don't, no one, you don't like, understand. Like people actually go to the games 
just to get the tickets for the bobbleheads and then leave once they get the bobbleheads. I mean, it depends on the bobblehead, obviously, but like most of these are useless. No, most of them to get to get they're like six bucks on eBay after the game. Like very few of them it retain on any value. What's the point of the NFT? Like just to have a video clip? Because like I said at the start of the game, you go to YouTube and I can watch that's a video a, clip. That's when I watched that silly advertisement for TSN where these two guys were doing their NFT bragging and they were like, Oh, look, I got this clip. Oh, I got that clip. I'm like, you know what I have? YouTube. Well, yeah, I mean, of course, you you know, you do have YouTube and you can look up that stuff. And, and I don't know, I, it's just kind of neat to have something like I it, it feels like and I'm not saying that the the technology behind NFTs isn't something that will be useful at some point in the future. But the current state of NFTs right now right. is a solution in search of a problem. Like there is no reason for these things to be what they are. People right just now. decided that they were going to be a thing and now they're forcing it on everybody well it's like cryptocurrency i mean it's just like the you know the, they've created is that stuff having a lot of issues right now but that's oh, absolutely a whole, yeah, whole it, is fail, it is failing hard right now <laughs> you know i yeah I, uh, I i would encourage anyone if you are interested in knowing more about nfts to do a lot of research on them talking about a lot of research you know don't, or just or just tweet at uh at hex or Oh yeah, I will explain exactly what you need to know. Yes, for sure. The technology behind it is very interesting, but the possible environmental impacts are something people need to be aware of, and the actual use of them needs to be explored right now. But uh, that is for people probably smarter than I am. So, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wow. Totally agree. Did you just call Ben stupid? No, no, no. no. I'm what saying that that's definitely, definitely, absolutely, absolutely. In my case. Somebody no, no, better no, than no, Ben. I came out. That's not, how, <laughs> that's not how I meant it. Jeez, that's, that's exactly how I meant it for me. That's absolutely the case for me, not for Ben. Wow. This is the role that I play on the show, by the way. <laughs> I am chief instigator. As to say, instigator, pot Thank, thanks, Jason. If I can get Doug in trouble, it is my civic duty to do so. Excellent. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it, it'll be interesting to see how, because, like Ben said, I think you know this is just the beginning, and I think uh, you know I think this technology will be put to better use. If it came about naturally, I could see it. Like if it just happened, like people just started getting these neat little digital collectibles, that's fine. I don't have an issue with that. But when they just automatically say, these are valuable, you know, hoard them, you know, give them perceived value automatically because we told you to. That's no. So one thing, so I I don't know. I don't know how familiar you all all are with, with the sports card industry, but Back in 2000, was it 2000, 2000, 2001, Tops, the card company, did this thing called eTops, which was an electronic mm-hmm. card thing. I think uh, they still do a few different runs. They, they, they do them on 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 on, on uh, mobile apps. Yeah. Where where you get like these virtual virtual cards? These were digital cards. These are these you actually had. They had encased physical cards that they would keep in 
a uh, in a room somewhere, but you could view them digitally online, front and back, and they only put a so so many available, you know, for sale each week, and you would be able to buy them. They would hold them, but you could view them online, and you could sell and trade them uh, online. You never, you never, you didn't, you didn't have ownership of them, but if they were in your portfolio online, you could, you could pay to have them shipped to you. But as soon as they shipped to you, they were out of your online portfolio. Wow. I made a killing. I made a killing. Of course you did, Doug. I literally funded a trip to Disney World for three of us buying and selling eTops cards crazy it's crazy people will literally throw money at anything it <laughs> you know that... what it is it's just it's a lot of people looking for the next big thing and there's enough people out there right now who the instant somebody of note mentions something go all in because they want to be in on the ground floor. Like nobody wants to be that guy who seven years later is looking at a Bitcoin saying, holy cow, I could have had one of these one if I got in on the ground floor. So, so, so here's, here's the major tip I'm going to tell folks for investing. Invest, you do not invest in things as they're, they're going up. You invest, you want to find the market before the majority does. So if you want to find, so you have to predict where the market's going to be in the next 24 to 48 months or beyond. So you Need want to buy to see, Doug's book. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying this is, if you want to make, you have to see, you have to be where the market is going to be in the future. If you want, if you've are, if you, if a stock's already going up, you, you're more than likely too, too late. Oh yeah, you're buying or just anything the, or any kind of investment. If, if it's already if the market's if the market's already yeah. skyrocketing, you're probably already too late. If you're buying you it when it's going there. up, you're feeding the market. You're not making money. Right. So that's what I did with the with ETOPS. And, and just for a reminder, no one on the Victory Condition Games Chaotic Good Cast is a financial advisor. No, I'm not. Please I'm don't not. Like, anything. Just, don't, go, don't go, go. Anything. But I'm just if you're taking like, financial advice from us chuckleheads, you're yeah. doing it wrong, folks. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that, like, if if you can predict where markets are, and and you can predict trends, then that's a big part of uh, of being successful with 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 the investment. Anyway, that's a totally different topic for a whole other show. If we that's really not to. this show. That's not this show. That's that's. I think that's a Barney show, right? Barney does all the investments. That would be a shows. very Barney show, I think. Barney, yeah. you could probably pull that off. Yeah. So, which Barney, by the way, sorry that you couldn't join us tonight. If you're listening, hopefully you're listening to this. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, he is a little one that was sick last night, so uh, hopefully uh, he can join us next week. Uh, we might have to take a week off. Uh, <gasps> No, no, no! I take that back. I think I'll be back uh, on uh, on that Monday. Uh, after all, you, on. all you gotta do, Doug, is just like start, like click the button, and we'll just we'll just talk for an hour and a half. You'll just talk while I'm yeah, on the plane. Yes. You don't even have to be here. You just gotta be able you to click the, the go live. Leave the door yeah, unlocked, no, Doug. No, no, <laughs> no. What? 
Speaking of speaking of poor life decisions, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. might be one of them. Give us the password to the stream yard. Leave the door unlocked. <laughs> Not happening. We'll have like eighty-five people on screen at once. Everybody who's ever been on the podcast before. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, probably the worst thing that would happen is we would actually like grab his files and actually put more pixels into the feature presentation. <laughs> <laughs> actually, like, give probably, him a probably upgrade update. the show. It'd probably probably be better. We'll get a hold of the guy who does Ben's uh, Ben's Twitch backgrounds and stuff, and be like, "Okay, please, for the love of God, you need to help this man." <laughs> can, can you put a few more of these? these pixels in there just fill it in too funny too funny all right that's gonna do it for this episode thank you to everybody that just stuck around for this long appreciate you we do the show for you we love you see you all uh, all next week